0: A couple of things we've been waiting to talk to CBS Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett about. He is the guy in charge of the Takeout Podcast. Heard weekends here on WTMJ. And he's also got an incredible podcast out right now, Agent of Betrayal. You need to check this thing out everywhere you listen to your podcast. Major, good afternoon. Thank you for being with us. Good afternoon, John. How are you? Excellent. A couple things we wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Let's start with the appellate court ruling on Donald Trump not Mm -hmm. having immunity. It appears that they have said basically that former President Donald Trump is a former president, but also an ordinary citizen when it comes to what you can and cannot do. Is that their belief?
1: Yes, let me read from page 40. Unanimous three-judge panel. We cannot accept former President Trump's claim that a president has unbounded authority to commit crimes that would neutralize the most fundamental check on executive power, the recognition and implementation of election results. Nor can we sanction his apparent contention That the executive has carte blanche to violate the rights of individual citizens to vote and have their votes counted. That's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. And what I read the entire 57 page opinion, John. And what strikes me is it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's not anyone in the listening audience's fault that former President Trump's legal arguments contradict themselves and have no basis in any understood application of the Constitution or the powers of the presidency. It's not my fault, your fault, or the audience's fault. And yet the courts have to go through this process elaborately to explain all of these inherent contradictions that are in the president's manic desire, first to delay proceedings and assert things that no previous occupant of the presidency has ever asserted there's only one reason these things have to be dealt with and it's him and you read the opinion it couldn't be more clear it could not be more systematically linked to what the Constitution says, what the Constitutional Convention said about its meaning, what the Federalist Papers said about its application, or anything decided by any judiciary since then about presidential powers has decided. It's as clear-cut as can be. Yeah, Major, that was a key part of of Trump's legal strategy here, was to delay the proceedings until after the election. Delay. Is that all up, yes. up in the air now or out the window? Well, it's not out the window, but... Uh, As we discussed on our CBS News special report this morning about this topic, which I anchored, our Supreme Court reporter, Jan Crawford, said, look, this is so clear-cut and voluminous that she said there's a high probability that the Supreme Court does not grant cert, meaning does not take this on board, just says, you know what, the district court got it right, the appellate court got it right. We don't have to say any more on this question of absolute immunity. And then that would return the case back To the federal district court here, which is the trial court, so a trial date can be set, and so these all, all of these allegations can be tested in a court of law. And as this opinion states clearly, and as everyone knows, the government has to prove them beyond a reasonable doubt. All the former president's defense strategies will be given full airing there. He will have all due process rights. But to your point, Greg, what he wants to do is to delay that as long as possible. Push, push, push. Get this ever closer to the election to further dramatize in his mind and possibly in the mind of his supporters that he is somehow a victim, not the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator in this matter.
0: Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. Major, another major story happening today Mm -hmm. is that it appears that the immigration bill is dead in the Senate. We knew that it was dead in the House, but it's dead in the Senate. And some of the guys that helped negotiate it are now saying that they won't vote to move it forward. What is going on here? Uh, This
1: is the power of being afraid of primary opponents in politics. And it's a very, very real fear that Republicans have. And criticism from former President Trump and the threat of being primaried and the threat of having your political stature jeopardized by that primary process is so real, so profound that even those who spent weeks, if not months, trying to negotiate this now say, "Oh, wait a minute, I can't, I can't support this. And it, it didn't even stand up with, with for 24 hours with lots of Republicans, at least giving it sort of nominal support, at least in the negotiation process. And it's not for lack of tough, Measures at the border. This would be by far, by far, the toughest immigration bill ever passed by any Congress. Has almost nothing for Democrats in it, has almost everything for Republicans. Every other bid I've seen previously, John, to amend or change immigration law has been quote unquote comprehensive. What did that mean? Something for the right and something for the left. This is not comprehensive. This is Republican immigration reform. And still they don't like it. And the threat of that primary process has already jeopardized it to the point where it is almost, almost completely dead. Well, so much for compromise, I guess. So where does it go from here? Because it does appear as if there's going to still be a vote tomorrow. Well, I mean, look, the vote has to happen, and you go through that process to get everyone on the record, okay? And I know, and I've covered, this, I've covered legislative politics before. Even when things look dead, 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 they can sometimes miraculously spring back to life because the president and the White House are not giving up on aid to Ukraine. They're not giving up on aid to Israel. And over time, maybe some Republicans will look at this and say, wait a minute, this is actually better than we're going to get. Then say, oh, wait, if Trump gets elected, do you think the 60 vote majority thing uh, to get over the filibuster ends? No. Do you think Democrats are going to cut the bargain then that they're cutting now? No. Maybe some Republicans will say, wait a minute, maybe we can reconsider. That's doubtful. That is extremely low on the probability scale. But you go through the process tomorrow to see where everyone is. Everyone has a vote. They can't move it forward. Maybe they amend the bill. Maybe they change things here and there, bring it back up. I would just say keep your eye on this space because so many of the things that are in this bill are of great importance to the White House, of importance to certain Senate Republicans. And maybe if they go back and rearrange a couple more things on immigration, maybe they can spring it back to life. But more work clearly needs to be done.
0: Hey, Major, we've only got one minute. I find myself thinking about a book I recently read about Ronald Reagan and wondering if Reagan were in office today, would he have to make a decision whether or not he wanted to talk to Tip O'Neill and work with him or get reelected? He couldn't do both.
1: No, he couldn't. And to uh, underscore the point you're driving at even more, he wouldn't be nominated. Ronald Reagan would not be nominated by the current Republican Party. That's just a fact. And I've talked to people who work for President Reagan in his White House who acknowledge that readily. He would be too much of a compromiser. He'd be too soft. He would be too wishy-washy. And certainly that would be the frame of reference applied to him on t- in terms of immigration. He signed immigration reform that granted amnesty to 3 million undocumented immigrants in our country. Uh, he would have been called a globalist. Uh, he would have been called a tool of financiers and the like, Ronald Reagan not only would be impaired politically from calling up Tip O'Neill and working out a grand compromise on Social Security as he did or other matters, he wouldn't have even been nominated.
0: Major Garrett is the best in the business. His book is The Big Truth. Major, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.